Welcome back to another episode of the Mama To Be Honest podcast. My name is Jenea. This is episode five, I think five. And today I have a very special guest with me. I don't know if anyone can guess who my first guest is, but it's someone very close to home, someone I actually share a roof with. My daughter, no, just kidding. (laughs) My husband, Maurice, is here. Thank you so much for being my first guest on the show. You, 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 you. <laughs> How is your day going? It's going pretty well. You know, um, I'm excited because we got a good trip planned ahead. Oh my gosh. It is our Friday today. Yeah. And don't forget, it starts off with a good hefty amount of Spindrift. Oh, <laughs> this show is not sponsored by Spindrift, but it we have be. a good amount of Spindrift in our fridge right now. <laughs> Tell them to holler at me. <laughs> I am really excited to have you as the first guest on our show. I just thought it would be a, a good good safe bet to have someone I'm already really comfortable with because I haven't ever recorded with someone before. So I thought it would be great to have a casual fireside chat with my husband. Do you know where the term fireside chat comes from besides the fact that the tech industry is totally hijacked it oh i thought i didn't know that they did that's yeah fireside i I think according to google fireside chat started with fdr the president Mm. he was our 32nd president we weren't alive then but fdr did like fireside chats over radio oh yeah he was the first one to do that yeah so that the nation would feel close to the president and Mm -hmm. he would talk about things like culture and politics and so It's something really common now in the tech industry, and they think it's a cool way to engage your audience. So I figure we could do something similar to that today. I Um, mean, in our presidents now, it's really cool how they like to get on Twitter for us. Yeah, that makes me feel so comfortable. (laughs) And whenever we do videos with, with Maurice, I feel like everyone just loves listening to him and listening to you. And you've just got a great, you've got a great radio voice. Oh, thank you. I just want to sound like I belong to you. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> anyway, I don't have a super strict agenda for today. I know that you have a lot of things to do to get ready for our trip, so I don't want to uh, keep you too long from from the rest of your day. But I am very grateful that you are doing this with me and that we have a little bit of time to chat formally and informally together about parenthood and fatherhood and motherhood i'm happy as well and as a huge fan (laughs) of mama to be honest i'm just glad to be a guest on here whether i'm the first or second it doesn't matter i'm just happy to be in the building lovely correct answer (laughs) so i guess we could start off with i guess just introduce yourself who are you san's father who are you as a person where did you grow up? Just some 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 interesting interesting facts about yourself too. Well, I'm Maurice McClure. Most folks call me Mo. I would say my mom and Janae are the only people that call me Maurice. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Born and raised in the city of San Francisco. Played college sports. A huge fan of the 49ers and equally that much of comic books and video games. So I still try to find my leisure in that while still trying to be a nice husband and a nice father, but you know, you gotta make time for those outlets that every person needs. And for me, that's video games and comics, of course. Yeah, you are, my husband is a big nerd. <laughs> he loves, he is, he is like 
quintessential collegiate athlete, but at his core, he is just big, big nerd. <laughs> I try my best. I try my best to engage as much as possible. Well, actually, I don't try my best, but I try sometimes to engage you with do. his with his interests, namely comic like comic themed movies. So Marvel movies. I think that they are all the same, but you took me down the Marvel journey this last year, and it's actually been pretty interesting. So uh, yeah, I'm cry- trying. You cried at the end. I'm of the trying my saga. best. I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I did cry at the when end. Iron of the Man snapped that saga. finger. Oh, tears. <laughs> yeah, but okay. Thank you for the intro. Thought it would be fun to go through a lightning round. So you can't think about your answers. Just the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. And then we'll go into some questions about. Maybe our parenting style, fatherhood, and just see where the conversation takes us. See where the night takes us. I like it. (laughs) With this fireside chat by a fire. Okay. Let's start. Lightning round. Are you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Texting or talking? Texting. Favorite day of the week? Friday. Favorite city in the U.S. besides the one you live in? Oh, I was about to say San Francisco, but you know what? I would have to say New Orleans. New Orleans. Nickname your parents used to call you? Recio. How long does it take you to get ready? Uh, under 30 <laughs> minutes. Under 30 minutes. That is a total lie. I shower and then I get my, my, my lotions on. <laughs> okay. Got to get the hair nice sheen. You guys, this man minutes. takes like an hour and a half to get ready. Well, I'm in and out by then like 20 minutes. It can't be ashy. I can't be rolling right, around right, here right. with an ashy dude. Scale of 1 to 10, how good of a driver are you? Oh, 10. Straight up. Fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is... I don't know who that is. No, <laughs> you, no I'm just playing. <laughs> Taylor Swift is? Okay, I guess. <laughs> At what age do you want to retire? 50. Invisibility or super strength? Super strength. Ariel or Jasmine? Definitely Jasmine. First celebrity crush? Uh, I think Lindsay Lohan. Oh, gosh. <laughs> hey, bro, I was, hey, I love me some Lindsay. Which twin? Hallie or Annie? Uh, I mean, I think the the sporty they one was cool. They both fine. The, the sporty one <laughs> the was cool. Sporty one. Yeah, I was like, oh man, she nice, and she got a sister, <laughs> but it wasn't real. Dawn or dusk? Dusk. If you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? I wouldn't because <laughs> <laughs> it's awful wherever I would go. <laughs> I guess. To, I mean, I don't know. Why yeah. is it awful? Everyone? I mean, shoot, my skin tone ain't going to get me far anywhere. I'd probably just go back to Africa somewhere right. and just kick it. Favorite, favorite season? Fall, football season. Cake or pie? Definitely cake. Mom's lemon cake to be specific. Do you believe in fate? Uh, Yeah. How many kids do you want? We can have four, like, solid ones. <laughs> and what, four non-solid ones? I mean, if they're okay after that, after that one, we'll Favorite number? 59. If Voldemort offered you a hug, would you accept? Hell no. And you're not supposed to say that man's name. Oh, my bad. I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? Absolutely not. Not when you're raised by Dory Greggs. (laughs) Sourdough or wheat? Sourdough. How many pull-ups can you do in a row? 12. Favorite type of tea? Green or lemon ginger. Do you respect Kanye West? As a person or musically? Do you respect Kanye West? I respect his music a lot. As a person, uh, I don't even listen to that dude. <laughs> Best show you've watched in the last year? Last year, The Bandalorian and Snowfall are like top two for me. I like how your lightning round questions are just 3.5 answers for every, for every question. <laughs> Thank you for playing our lightning round. Absolutely. <laughs> 
I, 12 pull-ups, that's impressive. How is, have you always been able to do 12 pull-ups? Not at all. No? Not at all. But right now you can? Yeah, right now. Is that part of your workout right now? Yeah. I looked at these questions and I definitely thought you would answer other things than what you did. So it's always good to learn a little bit more about my partner, my husband. And it was off the cuff, just freestyle. Yeah. (laughs) Off the dome. So I thought it would be cool to go into some questions about fatherhood and our parenting style and just kind of see where the conversation takes us, if that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. So we can start out with, and I like this question as as a kickoff one because it takes me back to when we first met. And I feel like when you and I first met and we started dating and we kind of started to see it go... Uh, a little further than we expected. We, I don't think either of us ever had kids in like our future plans. It just wasn't something neither of us were really excited about. And we were more of like a, well, if it happens one day, it happens. Mm -hmm. And we kind of shrugged it off, but it was never ever like topical conversation for us. So did you ever see yourself being a father? And what, what were those thoughts like as a kid and as a young adult? Honestly, I, could say that I was, I had the idea that I would be a father one day. I didn't really see it, but it was more of like, oh yeah, I could be a dad. I mean, it was more so, it was the same vein that I had about marriage too, but I think that when you find somebody that you feel like you can actually grow with, your opinion absolutely changes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we were both kind of on the same page when we met each other. We were just like, well, we haven't really encountered any kind of life-changing moments that would change our opinions or outlook on on having kids. I know that when I was in my early 20s, I had no intention on ever having kids till we got together and we were just like, oh, maybe maybe this will actually go somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, we have two kids. And we want more. I feel like after we've, you know, brought our kids home and we've kind of settled into our our rhythm, our routine, we have our own kind of parenting style. How would you describe our parenting style and what role do each of us play in that style? From my standpoint, I think um, when it comes to our parenting style, I really like how detailed you are in everything that we do. Whereas me, I'm all about the routine, where I think that just comes from my coaching background. It's mm-hmm. like, I want us to do A through C every time this thing happens. Mm-hmm. We wake up, I can go ahead and I can get Jade, I can get breakfast ready, you can get Malachi. I'm very routine oriented. Mm-hmm. And having somebody that can build that routine is really special. So I can make, I can definitely like command it if it's built. And I think that's where we do a really great job of like ebb and flow. Um, especially when it comes to certain things where just the organization of the house, Mm -hmm. I think that that's where you shine. I would say that from the other perspective, when it comes to like the, oh, I think this would be the right, the, the like patience and emotional standpoint, that's where like, that's my, that's my, (laughs) that's my, you could be brutal. We could be brutally honest here. I I know (laughs) that I hold just even before kids, I hold the patient card. Yeah. That's just, that's that's just my. That's just my uh, my golden ticket. Yeah. And so I can definitely, when Jade is having to meltdown mm-hmm. and when Malachi is trying to climb on stuff and he's being the menace that we know that he is, and I see that, you know, you got a billion things going on in your mind, I know, like, okay, this is where I need to make sure that I can take the kids away, try to show them something different, make them look left so you can just chill on the right. 
Um, and that's where I feel like that's where I play in that role. And yeah, I think you you really do play like a, a great kind of f- family manager <laughs> in terms of you you know kind of where we're all at, where we're sitting emotionally. And I put something on my Instagram the other day about how you are really great at recognizing my triggers. So if you're seeing that Jade or Malachi are melting down and you're kind of seeing me like bubble up at the surface and about to explode or get to a place where of no return, you kind of put me in a corner and handle everything over there and kind of let me have my peace and, and take, a, take a minute. So I really appreciate that about you. Um, coming back to like parenting style, though, how would you describe how we engage our kids do you think we are, I mean, I don't think, I think we would both agree that neither of us are very authoritative or disciplinarians, but I also wouldn't describe us as gentle parents either. And I think gentle parenting is something I'm still learning about, but it's very like child led and very kind of slow paced. I actually kind of think we're a little bit of both or we kind of fall, mm-hmm. like if there's a spectrum, I would say we kind of fall in the middle of the road. How would you describe how we engage our kids and how we communicate with them and how we treat them? I think that when it comes to that, I, I would agree. We are in the middle. And and that's partly because I think that there's just some similarities in how we both were raised ourselves. And so I think when it comes to how we were probably raised similarly is that our parents knew how to draw a line. Mm-hmm. Like you don't do, you don't go across that line. And if you do, there's consequences, right? whatever they may be. But with the gentle parenting side, I think that's where we try to be a little bit more patient with those consequences, Mm -hmm. where it's like we want to extend that type of grace that we talk about either with uh, with our religion or in churches, just that we want to make sure that they can have that room to make those mistakes so that then they can see what those consequences are. Right. Whether it be, hey, if you're going to throw your toys, then we're going to just take those toys away Mm -hmm. and then you're going to throw a fit. But you chose this. (laughs) Yeah. This is your fault. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, that uh, that hardcore reprimand of doing that action. Yeah. One thing I love about Maurice, about you, and one thing I think I've learned from you is just how to communicate Jade or Malachi through their decisions, kind of like what you just said. One one good example that Maurice always does with Jade is she will she'll be, you know, kind of testing us and doing something she shouldn't be doing, like throwing her food on the ground or throwing toys or doing something she knows she shouldn't be doing. And Maurice, instead of immediately, you know, yelling at her or saying no, he will calmly walk up to her and say, you can either stop doing this yourself or I can take these away from you and you just won't have these anymore. And at first she will not listen, (laughs) but then he'll do that a couple times And I would say it's a split 50-50 of her actually understanding and listening and putting putting the toy down or or stopping what she shouldn't be doing, or she'll proceed to do whatever she's doing wrong. And then Maurice will promptly set the boundary and take the toy away or take whatever it is or remove her from what she's doing. And then she cries and she'll and she'll throw a tantrum. But I think what I appreciate about that is he takes the time to communicate why something is wrong and why we don't want her to be doing that before immediately resulting to discipline or laying, you know, laying down the law, essentially. I mean, 
I think something that we both never really talked about, but we just kind of align on is we don't physically discipline our kids. And I, and I think that's something that we both agree isn't our, it's not our style. It's not our approach. I, I was, I was, I was, I was disciplined physically a couple times, nothing like crazy, but I just, I've always, I've, I've always been in the realm of, I don't want to physically discipline our kids. Yeah. I mean, I definitely was. I talked about it all the time. <laughs> My mom was a Kung Fu master. Let's be careful now. This is. I'm, not, I'm just saying that Dory Greggs has the hands of a kung fu master okay and i understand why my hand speed was so fast in sports <laughs> because i got them from my mom yeah and i mean every every like that's old school too right mm-hmm. so i know i mean my my parents were both physically disciplined and i think it's just generational you know like now mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how millennial parents and more present like emotionally present parents and emotionally present fathers yep. which i think you are is going to change this new generation i think they're going to be called generation alpha is what they're called so mm. it's going to be really interesting to see ages 25 to 34 generation alpha and how emotionally intelligent they are because their parents took the time to really <laughs> walk them through yeah. consequences <laughs> and emotions so I really admire that about you. And it's I think it's really helped me with my patience because we both know it's not my strong suit. So I I really admired that about you as a partner. I think I learned a lot of that from even my dad as well. Um, rest in peace, of course. But mm-hmm. he was really good. Of course, like we got the physical he gave me the physical discipline, but it was only once I reached a certain limit. Right. But the worst thing that he would do is just that he would explain to me how I messed up. Yeah. He would walk through what I did wrong. And what led me to where I'm at. And then I would get a whooping where it's like, <laughs> I already understand this. Why do I have to get this action? But it would like kind of solidified it for me. So I think using that method of just like, let me walk you through. Let me show you yeah. how you're messing up. And then just whatever it be, take away a toy, take you from here. Yeah. That's like the way that I can, you know, transition that train of thought over or that, or that process over. Absolutely. And I think we'll eventually go into people in our lives that have influenced our parenting style. And I, I think you mentioned, you know, you mentioned your dad and, and how he's had a really important part in how you um, in how you parent. But before we do that, I would love to know, <laughs> it's timely because we're about to go on vacation together solo for the first time in a few years. What do you miss about not having kids? That's a good question. I think... Uh... Probably the close-knit feeling I used to have with a lot of our family, our friends that are family. Our family. Our family. Just <laughs> um, because I think that as we've gone on this portion of our journey, um, especially with 2020 being in the mix, we kind of, there's been that, that bit of a separation where prior to that, we were, you know, younger, we were all in the same area, we were consistently just amongst each other and I know that it's only a natural thing for us to always just grow and and you know grow apart in some form but I think that that's the biggest thing that I miss just because you know you spend that time cultivating those relationships as much as you do and yes when you see each other it's nothing but love it's all family it's still my family I still Mm -hmm. love every single person to the death of me and would do anything for him but it's never going to be the same as what it once was yeah and that's just something that uh it weighs on my heart sometimes yeah, it reminds me of it reminds me of shows like How I Met Your Mother where just 
that season of our life, and you know, I love talking about my seasons, but my, this, that season of our life where season two, yeah, <laughs> season that season of our life where we are just always with friends, and those friends become your family, and that is just your circle, it's your community. Every weekend, you're doing something, you're going on trips, you're going on outings, you're going to bars, you're going to restaurants, you're just hanging out with that group of folks, and then these big life moments happen mm-hmm. and it kind of branches off like someone moves away or someone has a baby or someone has this big milestone in their life that kind of makes those they're that time together much more infrequent and it definitely is hard because you kind of see like who the tried and true friends are and I feel like it's mostly been all of them and mm-hmm. you know I you don't want to speak for you but I feel like Generally, when we see our folks, it's kind of picking up where things left off, but then it makes you like a little sad that, you know, you don't get this all the time or, you know, you don't get to see or you don't get to be there for every big moment Mm -hmm. or, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a hard one. And I think one that I struggle with too, like there's the guilt of not always being able to show up as a friend when you always used to be able to and accepting that that's just not going to be the case anymore. And that may be what it is right now. And I try to be as present, even with parenting, as I was back then. Just with the thought, having having older siblings, you kind of see these things that, that are on your own map that are going to be coming down the road. And I knew that eventually we'd be in this season and we wouldn't be, you know, with the same people all the time. So even when it was happening, I tried to do my best to be present and what was going on. And right. when these when the times do come back around and we get to be amongst it, you still kind of have that view of like this is what it once was and damn i really do miss that yeah but it's like you said it's just a season in life and eventually there's going to be you know a new season where we might be able to get back together but it's hard when uh it's hard for me to picture it ever being like that again um even with newer people because i've been screaming no new friends because i've had the same circle of people that i've known (laughs) it is so hard (laughs) it is so hard to make new friends i think it's a call like one, because you just, it's kind of awkward at this age yeah. to try to make friends. But two, you also don't really want to make new friends, you know? I'm not trying to learn nobody else's life journey. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, yeah, you know, I, I feel like for me, I'm just like, man, I need, like, I wish I had more mom. Like, let me go make more mom friends. Like, let me go talk to some of these moms at, you know, our kids' daycare. But then the other half of me is just like, I don't want to talk to anybody new. <laughs> oh, I'm not trying to learn some new names that I'm going to forget later. Like, yeah. for, for, I'm, as, as nice you as I... You forget so many I, names. I, I know. <laughs> And, you know, I know what's going to happen. There's going to be times when they go into school and all this yeah. stuff where it's like, ah, hey, that's uh, that's Jaden and Malachi's dad. Yeah. What's going on, Mr. McClure? And I'm be like, yeah, what's up? I don't know who this is. Right. Anything else you miss about not having kids? I feel like, I feel like for me, I mean, it's hard to say that I miss not having kids because I think it's just, life is just opened up so much more after our kids Mm. have been here but I definitely miss just being able to up and go anywhere together without having to you know think about our little ones or having to make an elaborate plan to leave our house for a few hours (laughs) that part I I do yeah that part I do miss but I don't like not in a regretful way just kind of a oh man that used to be fun, you know? And I'm pretty sure we'll be able to do it eventually. Yes. The same thing. And it's not that, yeah, like you said, I, I, it's, 
I think that that was the previous one was just the biggest thing that I miss. Yeah. But it's nothing that we still can't have. Right. Um, so, I mean, I love this season of the life that we're in and, and it's only going to be here for so long. So definitely want to be as present as possible to enjoy each and every moment because pretty soon these kids ain't going to give a damn about us. They're going to be like, man, I'm with my folks. I'm I trying know. to go play VR at somebody else's house oh and gosh. dropping them off somewhere. So right now I'm just going to be fully invested in in this and not really focused on the things that I really do miss, which I think the biggest one was just my family. Yeah, your family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. So yeah, going back to kind of influences for your your parenting style or, or your 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 style as a father. Do you feel like there are certain people in your life that have influenced how you parent our kids or do you think it's mostly kind of you and your character that, that influences that? I can a hundred percent say that it is definitely other people that influence me. Mm-hmm. And of course, like the people that I've always been around yourself included have helped shape me to the person that I am. But having like my, big sister and my brother-in-law be right next to me right here in our same area being able to you know learn from the way that they've uh raised my nieces has just been like a master's class and what i feel like we should do and yeah i lean on them heavily whether it be with when jade was a baby baby and i was trying to find my way on how i can like actually contribute to <laughs> yeah. this this op I, the first person i would call would be maurice you know, when it came to understanding... Different Maurice, by the oh, way. Yeah. Not, he was my not calling himself. Name, yeah, my brother's <laughs> law's name. His name is Maurice as well. Uh, Christmas is confusing. Um, <laughs> but also when it comes to even the, the, the things when it comes to us in, in, in our marriage, it's like I talk to my sister all the time and she has been the number one person in my life since I was a young child, since she actually started, stopped teasing me and started actually talking to me Yeah. Uh, to just give me as much advice as possible. And I, and I listened to every word of it. And so she's, those two have really been a, a really big lift in helping me try to shape my parenting style. Yeah. And you were mentioning your dad too. Um, I know that you, you only had him in your life for a short amount of time, but it seems like you do remember a lot of the ways that he parented you. And I feel like now that you are a 30 some some year old adult, you probably see now kind of the effects of how that shaped you as a person and, and what from that you want to carry over. You elaborated on a little bit, but is there anything else you particularly remember about your dad and, and what you enjoyed about his parenting style? I think um, uh, he was one, my first coach. Um, when I first started playing ball, but then even more so just seeing how even though he had like five kids of his own, he would try to work as hard as he could to mentor others mm. and other children. I mean, yes, he was a juvenile police officer, but he tried his best to mentor kids that were either in the jails with him or even, you know, when he was a football coach for, you know, the the, the Seahawks in the city and the junior 49ers and just any of those kids and just trying to be a mentor that way. Yeah. And he always displayed that hard work, that putting in hard work for either you or your family is going to pay off in some form. Yeah. And so I think that those are things that I try to live by. I mean, he is an awesome influence, influence for how I've lived my life so far um, with, you know, with not only with those aspects, but then also with uh, like with the way that you're supposed to carry yourself and respect others. It's just been is that that short 11 years that I had with him as my father and him leading me 
and even the stories that travel outside of that from other people have been like a guiding light to me on how I should shape my life and how I should, you know, be as a man that's 30 some years old. Yeah. I always, I always wish I had the chance to meet him, but I feel like even looking at photos, I'm like, I'm probably talking to him right now. (laughs) talking to you. Maurice and his dad look so similar in photos. It just like makes me laugh. I'm just like, your poor mom. <laughs> None of you look like her. <laughs> them, them jeans are strong. They, they even are. in my nieces too. I know the McClure jeans, and even in Jade. I mean, Jade <laughs> looks like Mia, which is unfortunate because I used to tease Mia all the time, and now I gotta, I gotta look at that same face. Mia is Maurice's younger sister, and her baby pictures and Jade's baby pictures are, it's like, it's identical. They're identical. It's, it's kind of wild. Anything you would change about how? your dad or even your mom, your parents, how they parented and, or anything you want to, you would, you would, you feel that you've changed related to their style. I think I mentioned it earlier, like, and you mentioned as well, we don't like physically want to, yeah. you know, hit our kids. I think that's a generational thing. Yeah. Um, but nothing I, wrong with it. No, it isn't. Nah, man. Hey, hey, I respect <laughs> it because it got me to where I am right now. Yeah. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, and sorry to put a pin in that, but I feel like, yes, it's a generational thing, but even today, and I know that it's generally, I feel like it's generally frowned upon these days to to hit your kids or to physically discipline your kids, but I don't want to knock any family that chooses to do that because it's also a temperament thing. Like, d- yeah. different kids have different temperaments. I'm not saying some kids deserve to get hit, but, yeah. you know, if that is... A method that works for your family, I I feel like it's not my business. Oh yeah, do you? <laughs> yeah, ain't, ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. But I'm just saying that yeah. I've learned from every whooping that I've gotten. Yeah, and that doesn't mean. And that maybe I... you had a tough temperament as a kid. Oh, I, I know I was bad. You were I a was, bad kid. I was. I know I can see the mischief in Malachi because that was me. Toying with stuff, breaking things. I still break stuff. You still break things. Yeah, so it's like I, I don't hate you. I, I know he's a menace. <laughs> I can see it from a mile away. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a question I got last week about what I would change about how my parents approached parenting with me. I think that they, they did the best that they could. And I think they did a great job. I mean, look at me. No. Out here shining. Yeah. No, but I think that, I think also a generational thing is just the communication. I think parents, you know, whether they're boomer parents or silent generation parents, just the communication was much different with your kids back then. And I feel like there's a bigger emphasis these days on communicating much more deeply with your children, or at least taking more time to communicate decisions or emotions to them um, in ways that maybe our parents did not So I think that's a big change for me, mm. but okay. Next question. After you became a dad, do you feel like you had to reclaim your identity or or find a new one? I think that when it came to my identity, like, yes, I want to say that it did change. But if I want to raise, like, help raise confident children, I have to be confident in the person I am. And so I want to be consistent in who I am. And so I don't think that I really changed an aspect to where it was like a drastic like i'm starting to rock new balance sh- shoes and white socks and some short shorts you don't shorts. like the dad ones no the dad the dad i do have a pair shout out to my brother for getting them for me but 
you know, those come out with when it's time to cook some barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, not to the to the effect of I've still I've still you know the the forty nine er liking you know comic book reading video game playing person I am because I want my kids to see that you can just be who you are. Yeah. And the the family that you do have only helps elevate that in some form. And oh so I'm, I like being and I like that I get to add dad to the tag to the many tags that are a representation of me but it isn't the one thing that like defines who i am yeah and i feel like it's that's a reminder that i need to give myself too i feel like after having kids and spending so much time being a mom and and like all of all of my time i feel like goes into into our kids into our home i feel like there there's is a risk in that in having your identity just 100% in one thing mm-hmm. and i think it's a really important part of my identity but i think there you make a really good point it's just it's not who i am completely i am also other things outside of being a mom i feel like being a mom has made me a better person mm-hmm. and i think I love I love it and I don't think my life will ever be the same um, nor what I I want it to be what it was um, I think it's only made my life so much better but you're right there is there is there nothing good comes from having your identity in one thing because mm-hmm. not one thing makes makes you so absolutely yeah. and the person that you were before you had Jaden Malachi and then whoever uh, Laura Will and any of the future children we have is the same person that you can be. Yeah. And then just adding that extra tag on there is like, <laughs> more kids, I'm a mom yeah. <laughs> with hella kids. With hella kids. <laughs> it's just that special sauce. Four good kids and four. <laughs> yeah, them, them four okay ones. <laughs> four At least okay if we 50 50, we'll be cool. <laughs> oh. So I want to shift over into a couple questions about our partnership and our relationship as as husband and wife. Where do you think our partnership has improved after becoming parents? And where do you think it's suffered? I would say that when it comes to our partnership, it was a more solidification of like our communication and the roles that we want to play in each other's lives. Because I think that, you know, before, you know, before we had kids, I used to want to just do like spontaneous things and be <laughs> yeah. like, let me just do this unplanned thing to make sure that Janae knows that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that she knows that I'm that guy, and, you know, and show my affection that way. But once we had kids, it was like, oh, we can't do that. Yeah. And even though I tried to force it sometimes, it put more stress on you. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I have to take a step yeah. back and try to navigate. How can I still show my affection and my love for you by, but not, make it a spontaneous trip to like Napa yeah, and try to make these grandiose plans. Cause I think that you weren't looking for that. You were looking for affection another way. And so that when you communicated that to me, that made it so much easier for us to navigate this new realm that we're in of being parents, but still being able to do the things that I want to do and, and show my love and affection for yeah. you. Um, where it suffered. I don't, I don't really see like a really moot point. Cause I feel like one thing that we've, talked about from the jump is that as long as you and me stick together, we can build and prosper with mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. And I feel like we've done that and we're continuing to do that. So I haven't ever, I myself haven't seen anything suffer except for probably like being able to play, you know, less hours on the PS5. I mean, <laughs> she misses me too, you know? So I think that that's the only thing that really suffers. Yeah. 
yeah, going back to your first point about kind of where, yeah, I think we've, where we've improved, I think we have kind of solidified now with, in the presence of having two little ones to look after, like what each of us really needs from each other. Maurice has definitely come to know that acts of service is my love language and he definitely knows how to, <laughs> how to fill that. So I think it, I think it's really been after getting married, you, your relationship deepens, but I feel like after having kids, you really get to know each other and how you respond to situations and, and where you play a critical role and, and, you know, making your family stronger and getting, getting through the day and, and, uh, supporting your family. So where do you see yourself in, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> in five years? In five- years four well, actually, okay no, kids let's, let's four run with that kids. let's run with that where do you see yourself and where do you see our family in five years in five years what i'm almost gonna be 40 damn dang you are old Man. sir i'm almost 40 that doesn't mean i've crossed the realm of like <laughs> mid 40 i'm like almost there but not there how old yet. are you again uh, 35. You're 34. So I'll be like 39 in five years. That'd be Yikes. Cool. That'd be cool. Hey, hey if, I'm, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm still there at 39, I'm really happy. I'm happy. I'm there happy to be here in the building. But yeah, um, I think in five years, wow, but Jade will be almost eight. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Yo, she'll be in second grade talking back. Man. I mean, she talked back now, so it don't even matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I I honestly see us really growing what we got for our family, like in terms of just like our business and doing things like that, incorporating our kids and teaching them um, how to how to manage things on their own that way. Yeah, I really want to, you know, give them some form of education outside of home, whether that be with um, learning their background and the history of you know their lineage or with things of trying to get them engaged in some type of organized sport of some sort it doesn't matter just want them to do something right and if they do whatever they're doing i want to be involved in that i want to be one their coach i want to be their biggest fan because honestly when you lose a parent as early as i did you don't really get that you have that missing piece of you know you always have your family there but that one person that you always want to be there yeah. is never there so i want to be able to give that to our children yeah uh, what I didn't get yeah. for a long period of time. So whatever they're involved in, I'm going to be right there on their coattails. They're going to get yeah. annoyed at me. Be, <laughs> hey, man, screaming at any game, talking mess to any parent, making sure that they know that I'm on their side. Yeah. I love your relationship with our kids. They they love their daddy. Jade Jade and her dad have such a special relationship. It like makes me crack up so much. She... she and she definitely gets different things from you than she does from me. But she is so confident in, in her daddy. And she loves daddy. We get home from school every day. And she's like, Mommy, take me to go see daddy, please. I'm done with you. <laughs> and Malachi, I think, just knows that he can be extra rough with you. Yeah. <laughs> I think he just knows that he can push your limits a little bit. And he's just like, hey, I'm here too now. I'm yeah. here. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for answering my questions. Absolutely. We do have a few questions submitted this week, and maybe we can answer them together. Absolutely. And I know that you only have uh, a little bit of time, and I have to go get the kids in a little bit. But we have a couple questions submitted from Smashly Marie. Is Hi. this like a radio? Do I say like, caller one, you're on the line? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. This is not. This is not. <laughs> okay. This is not anything like that. 
Sebastian so Marie submitted a question. This first one I actually kind of want to make a full episode on, but we just couldn't get to it this week. But I still want to read the question and then we'll expand this out into a longer episode. Ashley's question is, do you ever experience mom rage or in this case, dad rage? And if yes, what techniques help you combat it? I think this one is probably more geared towards me because Maurice rarely experiences any type of rage because he's so calm and patient. I do experience mom rage and it is a really shameful experience for me because I feel like I've improved in terms of my temper and my patience over the even the past year. I feel like I've grown much more patient with the help of, of my partner with Maurice, but I first I I try not to beat myself up whenever it happens. And I guess the 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 first the first thing I should do is kind of define mom rage. The way that I see mom rage is where I kind of reach my breaking point, whether I'm overstimulated and so many things are happening or babies are crying or Jade is throwing a super extreme like violent tantrum and I just can't there's no way for me to manage through that or even bring her back down from it. It just, there are just so many things happening and I explode in a way that is affecting my kids or affecting my household, usually by just yelling or screaming or just letting out this giant primal roar that I immediately regret regret after doing so. But it kind of lets out that frustration and what I need to to get that out to express that I am suffering I this this situation whatever I'm in sucks and there's nothing I can do and I feel out of control that's how I describe mom rage I experience it not as often as I used to but I do I would say my frequency is maybe like a couple times a week I've learned a lot of great breathing techniques to bring to bring me down from it I've also learned how to recognize my own triggers and work with my partner to recognize my triggers. I talked about that a little bit earlier, but Maurice definitely knows he can read my body language. He can read the tone of my, like he hears the tone of my voice and he can just tell that I am getting to that point. And so he knows like, hey, I can step in and assist in whatever way or kind of remove me from the situation to go on a walk or get air. So I think the biggest management technique for me is just being able to recognize, acknowledge, and not feel shame in that feeling and preventing it from happening by removing myself, by taking breaths if possible, and just working through it that way. There are times though when it's just not possible and I'm maybe I'm home alone with the kids. And if it happens, I try not to harbor too much guilt or shame in that but it's hard because I'll I'll usually yell in the direction of my kids and Jade is not shy about saying mommy you scared me (laughs) (laughs) and when she does that we're both just crying and yelling and those are moments where I feel shame as a mom and I feel like a horrible mom but I'm I'm human I'm not perfect and I think I've gotten much better at managing it through recognizing my triggers and when I'm just getting to my breaking point and physically removing myself when I when I am able to and reducing the instances. I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect, but I can try and manage that as much as possible. 
Do you have anything <laughs> to add to that? Yeah, I think, uh, honestly, I think um, patient as I am, I don't really get upset. You don't get down yet. Age. Yeah, not yet. Probably. Not yet. Probably I'll, later. Yeah. Later. <laughs> like if they if they mess with my like my Funko Pops, or if they like delete some. Oh, if they break one of these Lego sets. Oh. <laughs> Well, they're My going God. to. You, but they're if your it, children. But if it happens, I think that'll be the, the only time. But other than that, like, I think what, just to hit on the point that you said, it's really important just to acknowledge, like, you're human, you're not perfect. And I think one, uh, my Auntie Rhonda, when we first were having, you know, when we were having our first baby, she said to you, and I remember her hearing this, it's just like, don't be afraid to show your emotions in front of your children. Mm. Don't hide that part of yourself from your kids. Let them see it. If you get mad, let them see you mad. Let them see you display these things. But then also let them see you how you see how you how you react to that. Yeah, how you calm yourself down, mm-hmm. and that could be a way of teaching them. If you if you're gonna cry, cry in front of them. Let them know. Like things make you sad. You're not a superhero. So um, when wow, I love that. I mean, she said it to you, That's... <laughs> and I remember that. <laughs> I remember her talking to you about it. <laughs> when was this? Because what, was it was it... it was literally we were like about to have Jaden probably. Oh like a month. man, I was yeah. I, don't I think it was her. at the baby shower, and I overheard her say that, and Damn I was it. like. Oh, that's some that's that's a that's some good drips of game. I'm a I'm a pick that, that is up. That's some knowledge. Yeah. Big ups, Auntie Rhonda. All right. Ashley also asks, "What are your tricks to getting it all done? Working, podcast, business, clean home. Do you sleep? LOL. <laughs> Big LOL to that man, one. Calvin is killing it with these questions. <laughs> I, I love know. me some smash. I know smash. Good job. I I talked to Ashley about this one a little bit over Instagram DM about how she's totally going to expose me for not acknowledging my social life or having no social life. <laughs> but I mean, I don't like it's a really it's a really fair question. I don't want to pretend like we are magically getting everything done or I'm I'm magically getting everything done. But there are trade-offs to all this shit and I think I have definitely let my social life suffer. I I hardly spend time with friends or family outside of my immediate and there's I mean, I feel a little I feel bad about that. I think there is definitely a need for me to connect more with my friends, but I definitely am putting a lot of my time into a lot of, I mean, obviously being a mom and having a full-time job is, you know, those those things are, are extremely important, but I'm also finding a lot of fun and fulfillment in doing some of these like side passion projects. And I think that's where I'm choosing to put in my time, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to lie to you. It's, it's definitely uh, at the expense of a social life or regular fun things outside of our four walls. So (laughs) that's how I get it done. I actually get a good amount of sleep and Maurice can attest to this. I fall asleep on the couch every night around 930 and then I bring myself up, up, up to, up to bed. But yeah, I, I am choosing to put any leisure time into all these all the things that you named but it's a good question how do you get it all done dad (laughs) Uh, i mean i just i just know there's only so many hours in the day yeah and we have this pie of life and we're trying to put all this stuff in here but some of the stuff isn't gonna fit and that's okay sometimes when there's room to be made like if you want to go get a manicure and pedicure and you need me to watch the kids that's you know that's how that room can be made yeah obviously we're not superhuman we're not going to get everything done, but at least the priorities, I feel like I can knock out daily with a routine, I feel like are the most important. Yeah. Uh, setting up my goals and my expectations. Yes, I have lofty goals, but at least if I can reach my expectations, which will be lesser than those goals, that'll be awesome too. 
Yeah. Maurice is great about reminding me that I'm not going to get it all done or we're not going to get it all done and that's okay. I don't think it's okay, but <laughs> Maurice is great at reminding me that it's okay. The world is not going to end if our to-do list is never done. And last question. Wow, it's been 50 minutes already. I always I don't want to I don't want to make these episodes more than an hour because I feel like that's just going to make it like, oh, I don't want to listen to a podcast that's longer than an hour. <laughs> no, maybe we should put some smooth jazz yes. in there. We'll ask these some questions. jazz flute. Yeah. All right, last question. This is a good one for both of us. Jaleesa's mama asks, how do you manage your anxiety when you shift your kid's routine? I get mommy guilt. So this is a great one because when I think about shifting routine, I think about like transitions into something new. So whether it's like a new schedule or uh, a new milestone they need to hit. So a couple of recent ones, or maybe not recent, but yeah, a rec- I mean, a recent one I can think of is we recently transitioned Malachi from two naps to one nap. And when we go through a transition like that, I don't know about you, but I completely abandon all expectations and expect it to just go poorly because if it goes poorly and I'm already expecting that, I won't be let down. <laughs> so I feel like that's kind of how I try to get in front of my anxiety. Like obviously there's going to, it's, I, I am generally a very anxious person, but if I, before making a pretty significant shift in our routine, set those expectations that it's probably going to go horribly and it doesn't go horribly, then that's just a nice surprise. And if it does go horribly, I was already expecting it. So what about you? How do you right there with you? I hope for the best, but expect the worst. (laughs) And I plan for go. both. So yeah, it's it's. I think that that's what I learned in this parenthood journey is that it's all going to get messed up. Yeah, there's no, nothing's going to go the way we wanted to. I think from my first experience trying to take Jay to the car wash showed me that. <laughs> oh my god! And <laughs> that's just, an awful story. <laughs> and I'll always remember that to be the mark of like, oh, this is crappy. It's always going to be terrible. I, I can make a plan; it's going to fall apart. So if I can just plan for the fall apart, but hope for the best, we'll be okay if we be in the middle. That's a good one. Yeah. And I, I don't, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about explicitly, Jalissa, but I think another thing that helps me is our kids are also human. And just because it goes really well one day or one week doesn't mean they're going to have a perfect following day or following week. Like they could wake up on the wrong side of the bed too, just like us. And I think we see that after like long vacations or long spring breaks or long summer breaks and they have to go back to school, go back to daycare. And they just, it's, it is a tough transition because they were just home for a week and they're, you know, they, they don't want to be in a new environment or they forgot that they go to a new environment and that's tough. And that's hard for them. So understanding that they are not going to wake up the same every day and that they are going to have to learn how to push through new environments, new changes, and that that's okay. And, and they, if they get a pulse on how we're doing and how we handle the situation, then it'll, we'll, we'll all kind of push through that together all the faster (laughs) and everything will be the new norm again. So do you think that that also could be a shift in the routine being like, uh, I mean, this is how I could also take it is when you transition from bottle to sippy cup mm. and you're like, damn, 
That's the last time. Yeah. I didn't even share the last yeah. time my man was on the bottle. Yeah, yeah maybe that's how you maybe know? that's how she's asking the question. Is that, how do how do we react to changes in routine? Oh man, because that shit breaks my heart, man. I'd be yeah. so sad. I'm like, yeah. oh, and then you look back at old pictures like, dang, uh, remember when old girl couldn't even crawl and now she over here walking and telling me I'm being too loud? <laughs> oh. I know. It's crazy. It's maybe that's why we want to have a third. No, <laughs> just maybe. kidding. But yeah, that's that's a really good question. I, I feel for you, though. I, I hope that you're not being too hard on yourself, but also celebrating that they are going through new milestones and changes and and that's awesome. Jalissa's got two beautiful kids. I wish we could have play dates, but all right, it is at the 50 something minute mark. I think this is a great place to stop. I want to thank you for being on my podcast and joining me in the studio of our master bedroom. Absolutely. Fireside <laughs> chats all day. If you need me to We be probably there. should have done this by our actual fireplace, but it's like three in the afternoon. I know, so. man. It's, and you know, that heat bill. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to spend no gas yeah, bill. <laughs> for, for what? It's getting hot outside. We good. <laughs> but I hope you had a great time and Absolutely. a good conversation. I always love talking to you. Yeah, uh, not you. And I'm just happy to be a part of this moment, to be honest. Journey, please check her out like and subscribe okay. you know sometimes it features this zaddy to be honest but for the most part it's 90 percent all this amazing woman oh thank you honey um so i think next couple episodes i i know we're gonna have another guest on in the next three episodes sometime in the next three episodes so stay tuned for that we're also going to be talking through the one to two child transition as well as an expanded look at mom rage and how to manage through that. So thank you so much for tuning in this week. I am so ready to go on vacation. Thank By you. the time this episode airs, we will be on a plane back from our vacation, rested, relaxed, hopefully a little a little tan. And I mean, I mean, I'm right. <laughs> okay, well, for me then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening and we'll catch you guys next week. Mm-hmm.